Watergate as one of the defining experiences of Stefan's life. He came to identify with his mother, said a good friend. They were both similar in temperament, easygoing, kind, and both his father's victims. Other characteristics emerged that would portend the path his life would take. Even as a child, Stefan had an exceptional mind the kind that continually asks questions and seeks answers, searching for insight by pulling together the pieces of the puzzles. At a young age, his keen intellect garnered attention. When he was ten or eleven, Stefan, like many young boys, built toy airplanes, but his curiosity took over, and he considered military aircraft and the methods used to hide it from enemy forces. Intrigued, he began drawing his own camouflage designs on paper at the kitchen table while his sisters watched. When finished, he chose his favorites and sent them to the FOA, Sweden's Military Research Department. A general responded, highly complimentary of Stefan's work, saying he'd passed it on to those in the field, and they were impressed. When Stefan later recounted the story, however, he'd contend that his father was less than happy. When the general's letter arrived, rather than express pride at his son's talents, Harry Anderson fumed, livid, that Stefan had drawn attention to the family. Better to blend in, Harry told him. It's never good to stand out. Decades later, Stefan would receive a letter from the general's wife after her husband's death, recalling how he often mentioned Stefan and wished that they'd had a son like him. Cherishing the letter that brought the validation his relationship with his own father never would, Stefan kept it with him always. Over the decades, his father's disapproval and violent nature shadowed Stefan resulting in a constant state of self-doubt. I was supposed to be of a Lutheran mindset, Stefan told a friend. Work hard, not question authority, and live a simple life like my father. That I didn't do that met with disappointment. Yet in many ways, Stefan's early life was good. He loved his mother and his sisters and his father, despite the pain. And Stefan did well in school. There was much to enjoy in his native land. Sports were popular in Sweden. Despite the lack of sunshine, tennis, hockey, soccer, and bandy, a game similar to ice hockey, flourished. In the summers, residents congregated outdoors on the shores of the lake, surrounded by rolling hills and shade trees for picnics, In the winters, when the lake froze over, they enjoyed ice skating and skiing on nearby mountainsides. In 1972, at the age of 18, Stefan, five foot nine with shaggy blonde hair the color of ripened wheat and inquisitive, deep-set blue eyes, left home and moved 100 miles north to Yavle, where he served what was then a period of compulsory military service for Swedish men. Separated from his domineering father, Stefan began to find himself. Soon, he made friends, athletes, many of whom 
would later become professional hockey players. On the summer solstice, they took a nine-kilometer bike trip from the small town of Norlandet. The pilgrimage became an annual event for the friends, about three dozen of them. In the coming years, no matter where Stefan's work took him, each June he returned to Sweden to visit family and to bike through the stunning Swedish countryside. After his conscription ended, doing what middle-class Swedish sons were expected to do, Stefan signed up for a program to learn a trade. He chose welding, enrolling in a trade school in Javle. At the same time, he developed an interest in weightlifting, and before long he was muscular and bench-pressed more than 300 pounds. Enthusiastic about the sport, Stefan entered competitions, winning trophies and medals, then turned to teaching and training.